1: It's Megan. You know, oftentimes when we think about what it means to be a Christian, some of those very first words that come to our minds tend to be things like verbs. Verbs like give, do, serve, pray. And I mean, all of those things certainly are important about what it means to lead a Christian life. But in today's Gospel story, these two women show us another way to be a Christian. A way that can be easy to forget in a world that's full of worries and distractions. It's a woman named Mary who reminds us about the importance of simply being with Christ and having an important relationship with Him. So that's what I invite us to reflect on today. Who is Jesus to you personally? Where do you feel closest to Him? And how do you take intentional time to be still? and know who you are as a beloved child of God. Let's begin by turning to today's story. This is the Gospel according to St. Luke, the 10th chapter. Now, as Jesus and his disciples went on their way, they entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed them. She had a sister named Mary, who sat at Jesus' feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was worried and distracted by her many tasks. So she came to him and asked him, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things, but few things are needed. Indeed, only one. Mary has chosen the better part which will not be taken away from her. And now here are a few thoughts I had throughout this reading. You know, this time of year, my mind always wanders up to Northern Minnesota, to this little town of Lutsen and the shores of Lake Caribou in particular. Because from third grade through college, I spent at least one week of my summer every year up at a place very near and dear to my heart, Cathedral of the Pines Church Camp. Camp has always been this nostalgic place with a wholesome atmosphere for me. A camp week would begin around lunchtime when after a six hour bus ride from Minneapolis up north, we'd all pile out of the busload and get sorted into our cabins. And then we might spend the morning maybe enjoying some hot dogs and watermelon under picnic tables, and then heading out to have a swim or play a softball game. Every day at camp, though, or at least every first day, ended the exact same way every year, with a chapel service led by Pastor Paul Youngdahl. Pastor Youngdahl was this towering six-foot-six inches and his presence could somehow command both attention and ease all at the same time. And for the first sermon of the camping week, he'd pulled two chairs out to the very front center of the chapel, in front of those clear, beautiful windows there that overlook Lake Caribou. And he'd sit down in one chair and face the other chair. And in his big, sort of booming voice, he would tell us that that was his favorite spot in the entire world sitting there beside his nearest and dearest friend jesus pastor jungdahl would go on to explain how he could talk to jesus about anything from the very minutiae of his day to the biggest headlines in world news big or small he said that jesus listened with love but most often Pastor Jungdahl simply enjoyed sitting quietly with Jesus, watching the waves ebb and flow on the lake, and thinking about nothing in particular. And that's what he encouraged all of us to do, too. Whether we were third graders or high school seniors, he invited us to take time to slow down and to just be with Christ, building a relationship with him. Not that any of us could ever really mimic Pastor Youngdahl's practice exactly. I mean, pulling up an empty chair and talking with Jesus the way that we would our best friends is a really complicated and challenging thing to think about, whether you're a kid or an adult. But he did give us a new way of thinking about faith that most of us had never really considered before. That perhaps Jesus was not just this character in Bible stories or an important man who lived a really long time ago. But maybe this Jesus was someone who we could really get to know personally and who wanted to get to know us. And that's the gospel lesson that Jesus impresses on us today in this little story from the book of Luke. He goes to visit two of his very dear friends, Mary and Martha, There are two sisters with two very different ways of welcoming him into their home. Martha takes on the more traditional role of hostess, and she's running around doing all the responsibilities of welcoming a guest, you know, perhaps making a meal or preparing a bed for him to sleep. While Mary, on the other hand, simply sits at the feet of Jesus, like a student hanging on her teacher's every word. And Martha is appalled at her sister for acting more like the guest than the host, to the point where she even voices her complaints to Jesus and asks him to do something about it. It's the kind of bold exclamation that I must admit that I'm sometimes uh, tempted to make with my own sister, Like if we're on a family vacation and we've just arrived somewhere, I might be struggling to unpack the car and thinking ahead to what we're going to do for dinner while maybe she's off you know, showing my uncle a funny video or taking pictures of this beautiful place that we've just come to. But this is where in the story Jesus responds, Martha, Martha, or as I often hear it, Megan, Megan or insert your name here. You are worried and distracted by many things, but there is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better. This word distracted that he uses in Greek has a connotation of being pulled in a different direction. So Mary's problem, at least according to Jesus, isn't what she's doing. I mean, she's being a very responsible and kind and considerate hostess. But the problem is that she's letting her worries and her duties of hosting pull her away from what, or rather who, is most important. Her family and her Lord. Beyond that, Martha is so busy being the host that she fails to realize a key part of how Jesus' ministry works. That Jesus came into this world not only to be hosted, but to host. That Jesus came not just to be served, but to serve. And he explains and demonstrates this over and over and over again. His deep desire to know us and to be known by us. I mean, the greatest commandment, not only in the Gospels, but in all of Scripture, is this commandment to love the Lord your God with all your heart, just as the Lord loves you. It's not always about doing for Christ, but it's also about being with Christ, carving out that special time and seeking sacred spaces where we can slow down and let Jesus be our host. Of course, where and how we spend time with Jesus is no doubt unique to each of us and probably looks quite different as our lives change. But I came across this little tidbit of wisdom recently for how to build a relationship. And I think it's helpful for imagining what building a personal relationship with Jesus might look like. This bit of wisdom comes from a man named Trevor Noah. You may know Trevor as the host of The Daily Show, Or he also wrote this autobiography, Born a Crime, about his life growing up in post-apartheid South Africa. In one chapter, Trevor writes about his attempts to get to know his father, a white man whom society and the law prevented him from seeing for a long time. So Trevor, as an adult, was finally able to go to his father's house and was so eager to get to know him know what his hobbies are, what he did for work, what his favorite foods were to cook. But his father hated Trevor's endless questioning about the past, and instead he insisted that Trevor find a more nonverbal way to get to know him in the present. So eventually they found a common interest to enjoy together, NASCAR. They developed a tradition of getting together every Sunday night, to eat these homemade potato pancakes with gravy and watch Formula One racing on TV. And it's through that experience that Trevor gains some really powerful insights that I imagine that we could all benefit from. It's knowing that our closest, most meaningful relationships develop through these ordinary moments, not so much the extraordinary. It's when we prioritize time with people when we observe them and interact with them, even just sit with them in silence, over time, you really come to know them deep down. And yeah, we can learn about certain things about people based on how they grew up or what they did in school or where they work today. But to know someone truly as they are, deep within themselves in the present moment, that requires being with them, a sort of face-to-face interaction. It's about relaxing into the presence of someone who you enjoy and who enjoys you, being genuine of the presence of someone you care about and who cares about you in return. And the same is true with our relationship with Jesus. It's not about where Jesus hosts us, It could be as we take a walk outside or maybe as we're driving a car down the street. It's not even about what we share in that space, if they're beautiful prosaic words of prayer or if it's just a few minutes of silence over a cup of coffee. But it's about slowing down, giving Jesus our loving attentiveness as Mary did. Jesus who loves us and gives us life Not because of what we do, but because of who he is and who we are to him, God's beloved children. Be still and know Jesus Christ, our host and our Lord. Amen. Let's pray those words that Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil for the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. And now, beloved children of God, may your minds find rest from worries and distractions. May your hearts know and love Jesus Christ just as he knows and loves you. And may your personal relationship with Christ strengthen you for the week ahead. One day, one hour at a time. Amen.
0: I hope you've enjoyed this podcast, and thanks for your support of the ministries of St. Paul Lutheran Church. Our commitment to projects that lend hope to other people stretches across the country and around the world. We hope that in a good way you feel a part of that reach. Tune in next Thursday for another edition of the St. Paul Podcast.